Hey guys, here we are, back with the season 2 of Rotex Candid, a podcast by Rotex3142. And today with us we have Magda from Poland, who went to Colorado in the United States. So, without wasting any time, let us dive into the episode. Hey Magda, how's it, how's it going? All good, all good. I just had a nice day with my friends today. We went outside, still uh, having fun on the sun, like because it's unusual in October in Luxembourg to still have sun. So we actually went to another city. We visited it and had some fun with the uh, with the weather that it's not raining. How about you? Ah, uh, so it's raining here, like cats and dogs, basically, which is not normal for the month of October. But yeah, and even though it was a Sunday, I was working from home so i was just sitting on my laptop the whole day and just working so yeah let us start with the with our podcast so you know can you tell me how did you get to know about the rotated exchange yes actually my story is kind of not unusual because my mom's boss is a rotarian so she actually told me about the about the exchange she doesn't have kids so she was like oh i want to send some kids on exchange and we started with the short-term exchange which was two weeks and i went to finland when i was 15 16 something like this and there i've met people who did the exchange both rotor youth exchange and afs and uh, because I knew how Rotary Youth Exchanges work because of them, I came back home. It was July. And I was like, Mom, Dad, I'm going on exchange. I could go even in September. And obviously, it was impossible because you know, the, the whole process takes, like the application process takes time. So they were looking at me like, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? Like, you're not going anywhere for one year. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I will. It's fun. And then we actually started the application process and all went pretty smoothly. So I went for one year to US. So that's my story. Uh, that's really good. You know, your mom had one hell of a good boss, you know, sending yeah. you out. <laughs> yeah, I wish my parents had such kind of boss, but it's okay. So for me, it's like my parents, they were a part of Rotary. So, you know, there was this one person who went from our club to another country and that's how we got to know about it and my dad was like i did not i had to i did not have to talk to my dad for to go on a rotary exchange basically you know he only came right. and told me, you go on an exchange i'm sending you out you have no choice so i was that's like, what i'm gonna do to my kids yeah they're not gonna have choice okay i was like okay thank you very much so yeah so you know like uh you said that you did your two weeks exchange in finland what yeah. how was that you know considering that was like your first exchange then we'll obviously come to the us part but how was it in the finland okay so basically the the funny part is that most of the short term exchanges at least the ones we had in europe uh, they are half time with host family and half time on some type of activity and mine didn't have like really specific activity because they are like for example music horses photography or something like this mine was just going for a camping so we're going for like this Finnish camping with all the Finnish kids we were about like 15 of us from Rotary from all over um, I would say Europe yeah I think we were everybody from Europe and uh, then we were spending time in this Finnish camping doing some outdoor stuff like some some type of uh, games and like I don't know going kayaking and a lot of like fun uh, summer stuff that you can do and then the rest of the time we spend with our host families getting to know obviously the the Finnish families some Finnish food and it was 
kind of like a one year exchange in two weeks to be honest just with this fun part of doing this activity that let's say on rotary youth exchange the long one you don't have the special activity you just go to high school so instead of going to high school you just have this specific topic of activity so it was pretty fun and uh, and yeah we were also in a different ages i think it's much more longer like the much higher age than the long-term rotary youth exchange so i think there were also people who were like 20 years old and i was 15 so you can also meet a lot of people with different ages Okay, yeah. So basically, I turned nineteen when I was on my when I was on my exchange. So I can mm-hmm. relate to that, you know, being the elder one. And uh, obviously, I had you know there were people who were like fifteen, sixteen years old, and I was like, okay, this is complete. me too. I mean, I was eighteen when I went to US, so I had a lot of classes as well with the freshmen, which who were like fourteen years old. Then, as you said, a lot of exchange students were about fifteen, sixteen. So sometimes I felt like the oldest one and like the the I don't know how to say it like the least energetic because all of them were like super excited of getting out of the house and uh, and I was more like re- like reasoning reasoning my my stay over there like you know putting some effort on like language and I don't know finishing high school and stuff like this but I still enjoyed it a lot so there are different approaches obviously I'm I'm sure you had a your approach as well as every exchange student um so yeah so um so it's nice that like you can meet also people in different ages because you can see the difference as well and as well how much you change because even if i was 18 i came back as a full adult i don't know how to explain it like i grew up changed, yeah, yeah I I much more mature yeah. yeah i can understand and for me my approach was just like you know you're going to brazil for a year you just have to live your life that's it i had exactly no, i had i didn't have a really great approach to it because I was like, yeah, we'll see what happens. I really don't care. Eh, things happen. So that was my approach, you know, when I went to Brazil. So what was... Yeah, like- but, yeah, yeah. but also, like, sorry that, sorry that I'm going to interrupt you, but like also in Brazil, I believe that it's a little bit different than US because US is, let's say, more strict about like rules and like this being an yeah. ambassador. Or, like, you know, US is very pro, like, showing uh, of the exchange students showing them around like for example we couldn't skip school like any time that any other for any other thing that like rotary meetings or the trips uh so you know we couldn't like travel alone it obviously depends from the district to district but my district was pretty strict about like let's say the rules so so i think brazil is a little bit more chill the same in poland it's it's like you know you can sometimes uh get out more like uh, do some i wouldn't say more fun stuff because i think my exchange was super fun but it was differently fun i was more like a high school student abroad than like crazy person who was going everywhere like you know what i mean (laughs) brazil was really chill because you know i still remember you know i used to wake up in the morning and my lecture used to be that my first lecture used to be at like seven o'clock in the morning I Whoa. used to get up at like six fifty, six fifty-five, and my school is like just like you know, like a five minutes walk from my house. Okay, that's so nice. Yeah, and I used to be like, nah, I'm not going. I'm sleeping back. And nobody used to say anything to me. My host family was like, okay, you can sleep, no problem. You can go tomorrow. And yeah, exactly. Okay, this is what I exactly need. <laughs> this is yeah. what I exactly need. You know, so like, you know, before going to Brazil also, I, you know, I had to learn Portuguese. So before going, wow. I, 
yeah, I I learned only two words basically before going. One was obrigado, and mm-hmm. the second word was hola, which basically means <laughs> yeah. That was for that was it for me. I was like, I'll see that. That was my approach basically. I'll see what happens. So what was like your before going to the US? You you already knew English or like you had to learn? No, no. Happily, I did knew English, but I was not very fluent in a way. Actually, uh, when you go to a native country, like when you're going somewhere abroad with English, you don't care because everybody are not native speakers. And when you are going to the country where everybody are native speakers, you pick up how many like mistakes you do and how many misunderstandings may happen. But it's not like something bad happens because you learn, but you figure out how uh, maybe unprepared you are. Because I was learning in that point, I was learning at least 12 years English and I still had some problems. Like there were like some funny situation. Like I asked, like, can I go to the toilet? And everybody were looking at me like a weirdo because I should ask, can I go to the bathroom? Like, you know, things like this that for me were like never a problem or like mispronouncing some words. I would say like a... Uh, for a beard, I would say bird, and for the bird, I would say beard, and no one would understand me. Like you know, very small mistakes. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so I was technically knowing English, but a lot of improvement was made for sure. Yeah, for me actually, it was kind of opposite. I used to teach English to all my friends, and mm-hmm. you know, in my high school, we used to have only one lecture of English during the whole week, and I used to make sure that I don't miss that class. Basically, so yeah. we had the English on Friday. So each and every Friday, I used to be at school no matter what because that was one class where I was the most comfortable in my school mm-hmm. days there. And I whatever you know, the, all the examinations and they had, I used to always stop because it's <laughs> like what I used to learn here in my ninth or tenth grade. They used to okay. learn at that time, so it was like, oh, I've already learned this. I know this. I speak better mm-hmm. than them, so. I used to go and I used to teach them English, you know, how to speak properly and all. So yes. it was kind of opposite for me. Whereas for coming to, to Portuguese, uh, it took me. I was, I was a bit lazy about learning uh, Portuguese, honestly speaking, because I was like, oh, I am teaching my friends English; they can understand me, so I don't need to learn Portuguese. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, I had to learn because obviously yeah. you are in the country for a year. You cannot survive without knowing the language. You know that exactly. is that is one of the most beautiful thing. You know, you go to another country, you get to know about their language. You know, even in yes. their language, they have different forms basically. So you get to know yes. about each and every form. For for example, like in Brazil, for boys, you know, you say obrigado. For girls, you say obrigada. So yes, yes, there's yes. a difference. There's always a difference in that, and you know that is something that is something which I had no clue of. So I got to know about those things. So yeah, yeah. moving on. What about like the what was like your host culture like in a host country? Uh, what do you mean, like in uh... culture in the US? How different was it from the your culture in Poland? Oh, okay. So yeah, for sure. Like the the I wouldn't say the biggest culture shock, but like one of the culture shocks was the high school. How the high school looked like, how it worked, um, how teachers were different. Because for example, back in Poland, teachers are just teaching you. In US, maybe I was super lucky, but in US, teachers are like caring about you. They want to know if you are okay. They want to give you the answers. They want you to ask questions. In Poland, if you ask the question, 
most of the teacher wouldn't care to answer and they will answer it only during this 45 minutes that we have the class and then during the break you cannot uh, ask them about anything and then um i really like like how positive people are because like they are have like this positive approach to the life that everything will be okay that uh, everything is good and uh, and yeah and that that one i really liked and unfortunately the stereotypes hit me as well so the food uh, which was not always the best and uh, uh, happily and unfortunately in a way of like I can understand why people would uh, not eat that healthy in US which I didn't understand before going it's just super expensive to eat healthy mostly in Colorado because I was in Colorado this is a state where there are mainly mountains so they don't have like their own food that is growing in the state so I don't know, maybe there are like potatoes or something, but all the rest of the fruits and vegetables, they are literally like imported from other states. So they are automatically much uh, more expensive. So I can kind of understand now why so many American people just don't eat healthy because they just cannot afford it. Uh, so that was the thing that, that hit me a lot. I mean, like it was nice to understand it, but at the same time, obviously it was not nice sometimes to eat, uh, not the best food. Um, but yeah, I would say these things are the, the most surprising. Oh, and uh, the cars, they have like huge cars and they go everywhere. Like in Poland, like for me, I would take a bus, I would take a tram. Um, I don't know, I would walk somewhere and they would take a car everywhere. So yeah, so there were the, the surprises that come to my mind right now. Yeah, that's really great for even for me, you know, there were a few surprises, obviously. So basically for me, one of my main surprise was the food. So, you know, if you know about the Indian food, we love to eat it like, you know, we love to have <laughs> the flavor and the spiciness in it. Not like very much spicy, but a bit of spicy as well. You know, when yes, I went yes. to Brazil, it was I will, it was it was good obviously but it was kind of like blank for me because you know at that point of time I was like okay where's the salt I need to put salt in it and you know oh. they took their food with olive oil and in India we don't do that you know we do it with the normal oil or in my family we do it especially with coconut oil so that okay. was something for the food which was out different for me so I was you know I once made them uh, an Indian dish so, you know, I added the flavors according to myself, you know, the way I like. They took one bite and they were like that. It's too spicy for me. Oh, I can imagine. Like for me, like some of my host families, they were doing some, let's say, Mexican type of food and I couldn't eat it. But like then I was trying to get used to it. So I was literally like crying and getting a wet nose just to like, you know, eat it yeah. because it was super tasty, but like too spicy for my yeah, taste. I had a you know? friend with me in my city only. So, you know, he used to bring out those Mexican food and all. And I used to eat that happily because I was like, okay, this is something which I'll eat every day that I used to love the spiciness. Uh, the rest of it was, it was like really good for me. There wasn't a big of a culture difference for me. Obviously, you know, uh, in India, we are more conservative. So there <laughs> it was, you know, at times it, for me, it was kind of a shock, you know, seeing people like that. But then I got used to it and all so that was really good for me it was a different experience obviously I also got to know a bit about their culture as well you know they they were my family was a type of family you know who went to churches each uh, each Sunday whereas in my this I used to go once a month to my temple so that was something I found similarities in Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think everybody get like bigger or smaller culture shock 
But like, for example, when you would ask me a few years back, I would say like, oh, I didn't experience any culture shock. But now when I think more and more about it, I think there are like more and more things that were like shocking for me. Even like how people dress up or how they do stuff. Like people were coming in pajama to high school. In Poland, that would never happen. <laughs> like you have to wear jeans. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So yeah, and you know, the people of, like in Brazil, all my friends, they used to find, you know, they used to find it shocking about my culture. You know, when I used to tell them like, you know, in India, in Hindu, especially in my religion, we have more than... 13 million gods basically wow. so you know i used to tell them this they used to be like what the hell are you talking about like <laughs> how can there be like so many gods and all those things and you know they had you know in brazil there was like not like a movie but basically a theater going out uh, which was like kind of old but it was about india and they you know they used to show they had shown there that you know people used to walk with walk uh, sit on elephants and walk basically mm-hmm. that is something which is which obviously it happens in uh, the vill- in the village area of india but yes. you know they there were people used to come and ask me like you know do you own an elephant and i was at first i was like no i stay in a metropolitan city i stay in mumbai it's one of the busiest city of the world we really don't have space to keep an elephant but then after that you know i thought you know to make uh, you know go on with the fun so i still i have two elephants i keep them in my backyard i go on i sit on them and i go to the school and they used to be you know they used to be they used to ask me like oh can you show us the photo and all so i used to you know write image from the internet and I used to just show it to them yeah this is my elephant you see it's oh. I use it you know if anyone tries to honk on my elephant that I use a trunk you know to hit that person and all <laughs> so I used to you know do this a lot with people because this was something which I used to get commonly asked yeah but it's it's fun I mean like yeah some people ask if we in Poland have like white bears like polar bears I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. They are walking on the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it obviously we had our own ups and downs in the yeah. exchange. So how has this, you know, Rotary Youth Exchange impacted you? I think like it impacted my whole life. Like you already know, I, I live now in Luxembourg. I used to live in like two other countries as well. And all the stuff that I'm doing since I came back home, it like it's kind of thanks to Rotary Youth Exchange. Because like how it's changed my life, how I seen that people can be different, that the life can be different, that also I've learned how to do stuff I want to do. Or even like sometimes, you know, we probably know the rule about like always saying yes on Rotary Youth Exchange. I don't know if, you, if you've heard about it, but basically some people say like always say yes for everything. Like, do you want to go mm-hmm. for a hike? Yes. Do you want to do this? Yes. Do you want to eat this? Yes. Because you have to try the new stuff. And that's what I've learned so much in my Rotary Youth Exchange. But in the same time, if you don't like something, you have to learn how to say no the next time. So it was also like the thing that taught me like how to do the stuff I like, but in the same time, trying every everything new that I want to like, that what may be interesting. And also it made me much more mature, independent. And I think that's thanks to this, I did my Erasmus exchange at the University to Spain. Thanks to this, I went to Italy to study abroad. And now I'm in Luxembourg. And probably also that's one of the reasons I got my job. So because of all the soft skills. So actually, I think it impacted my whole life since I came back. Yeah, I think so. That That is something which has played a huge part in my life as well, the youth exchange. You know, before going to Brazil, I was 
I won't say I was young, but yeah, I would say I was eighteen. This eighteen-year-old guy, you know, who didn't care a lot, you know, exactly. who who was really childish. I was eighteen, yet I was so childish. But once I came back from Brazil, I was a different kind of person. I knew what responsibility actually meant in life. You know, like we have mm-hmm. to look after ourselves. We have to make sure a lot of upset. Obviously, there are a lot of things I've learned. in my youth exchange and it is something which is going to be staying with me forever that is for sure because you know it is something it is a, it is an experience you know which you don't get to you know which you which you can't get it twice like once you have been on an exchange the first time experience will always be different exactly and uh, even now like i don't know when was your exchange but mine was already like 7 years ago and i still talk about it and it's still like you know a big topic of my life uh so so that's even say how big of an impact it had on my life yeah so mine was around 3 years back you know yeah. just uh 2 years before the pandemic so 3 to 4 years back that was for me Uh, my exchange, so I'm reaching there. Obviously, it will be seven years soon enough, and I'll I know for a fact that I'll still be talking about it. You know, with, I, I'm sure you will. Yeah, whether it's on a podcast or you know in front of my friends or wherever, but I'll yeah. still keep on talking about it. You have you know start you started a YouTube channel regarding the youth exchange. So what? Yes, actually, what was the idea behind it? Yeah, so actually, the idea behind it was both Rotary Youth Exchange and Erasmus Program, who is not from Europe. Erasmus Program is basically the um, exchange between universities, and you can go like to another university for one semester or two semesters, uh, mostly in Europe. And um, the thing was that I had so many questions before going both on Rotary Youth Exchange and uh, on my Erasmus that I was like. reaching to people asking people and not everybody were willing to tell me something or with rotary youth exchange i didn't have that many people to ask because we didn't have rotex in poland so it was kind of difficult to find people who went on exchange so i could only ask people from rotaract and like uh, yeah it was a little bit more difficult to get on the answers so i decided why should i give the answers to one person who will ask me the question because there were people coming to me mostly from Erasmus but sometimes also Rotary of Exchange um because they found something the information that I I did it they were coming to me personally and I was like why should I answer just one person why not make a video about it and give it to anybody who needs the answers so I basically do my channel to like give all the answers that I hope that I would get before my exchange uh to get some type of guidance because about this saying yes about like how to even like uh be with host families what you can expect even how much it costs and how much money you need to save both for Erasmus and uh, and Rotary Youth Exchange so I try to touch all the topics that I kind of miss the information before going uh so yeah so basically that's the idea of the channel so if someone enjoys this type of topic you are welcome to come but I think that probably you as well maybe less because your parents were in rotary but probably you as well had a lot a lot of questions before going to on rotary exchange yeah, a long list of questions before going to before going on an exchange exactly yeah that is something you know, which even my parents wanted even my parents had a lot of questions even though they were in rotary so that is something you know which i think so all the students you know who are planning to go on an exchange will have. Yeah. so you, that's really great that you know you have you have a channel get the answer directly i'm going to be putting out the link of your youtube as well on the description of the chat so that our audience can get to know about your channel you know they can go and see your channel as well 
Thank you, thank you. It's all in English, so as well there are like subtitles in Polish, Spanish, and Italian because these are the languages I speak. So, uh, yeah, if I if I see that there is some huge, uh, huge people from some part of the world, I will add another subtitles as well. But yeah, for now these are the subtitles. So all the stuff is available in English, and you are welcome to comment. And yeah. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so you know before we go, one mm -hmm. question, one final question. So. Had it not been U.S. for your long-term youth exchange, which country would you prefer to go to, and why? Uh, like, why did I choose U.S. Basically, no, so basically any other country than U.S. If you had the choice, and oh. why that country? Okay, I think after exchange, I've met so like during and after exchange, I've met a lot of people from Mexico. And as well, a few years later on my Erasmus in Spain, I've learned Spanish and it was pretty quick way to learn it. I think I would choose Mexico if I would go again, um, just because of a different language. So I, as I told you, I knew kind of English. So it was like nothing new, let's say. I still improved and I got fluent and probably thanks to this, I studied in English. But in the same time, I think it's very, very profitable to go into the country where you don't know the language at all or it's very, very uh, basic level. For example, I have a friend who went to uh, to Taiwan uh, and he, he learned like Chinese and now he has like C1 level, which is amazing. <laughs> and like, yeah. you know, he's learning from few years and it's a thing that's not coming like easily. It's very difficult to do it just with the courses. So I think that Rotary Exchange gives you that opportunity to learn another language. So if you don't know English, Yes, I would say go to US, but if you know English, I would say go anywhere else to learn like another language and that's what I would do actually. How about you? Would you would you go somewhere else? Ah, so one uh, I would love to go to Portugal. So that is oh. one yeah, that is one place, either Portugal or Spain. So nice. so basically I've I've traveled a lot and uh, in Europe, uh, Portugal and Spain, these are the two major countries which I really wanted to visit but I couldn't so that is why yeah I hope you you will soon I mean like I hope yeah. that the situation soon will allow you as well so yeah, yeah I I'll get to visit that some point in my life so thank you so much for coming on to our first episode of the season two you know it's really it's a good I'm really happy that I'm back with this podcast again and, you know, I can get many more episodes in the upcoming months. And again, thank you so much. And yeah. Thank you so much it. for inviting me. Let me know if you want to like touch any other topics. I'm always available for, for talking. You know, I, I talk a lot. So we can do yeah, podcasts yeah, anytime. Yeah, we we <laughs> can do a few things. Uh, yeah, I very appreciate that you that you invited me because I love to share this information with anybody. So, yeah. Um, I Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. And to our audience, so we will be back with a new episode soon. So thank you, guys. Thank you.